in the market for affordable home improvement products? Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. Change Wolverine Nation. My name is Tad Brace, joined alongside my co-host Travis Kiewit. Travis, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? It is just a beautiful Wednesday. You know, for as hot as it was supposed to get, and it did get hot, it wasn't nearly as humid as I expected it to be. And that I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, I'm okay with the weather. I got I got no issues with it. I I am ready. Um I am ready for that fall weather, though. I, I'm okay with any day without snow. Uh, do you do you despise snow that much? I don't despise it. I just don't like it. Okay, I, I understand that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll deal with it, but I if I have a choice, I prefer not. Right, right. Do you enjoy the first snow of the year? No, no. The last snow of the no, year? I don't enjoy snow. Yeah, I, 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 I understand. Just don't. There are a lot of people that. <clears throat> Well, you guys go to Arizona a lot too, and you yeah. love the warmer weather. I do. Jeez, <coughs> oh, yeah. I do like it. Holy cow! Yeah, we've we winter in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, does the humidity bother you? Like, do, do you? It bothers me because I'm fat. Same I man. have a hard time cooling down. I'm, I've always been a hot person. Yep. Hey now. Um, Saucy tart. But I, and I've always said I can, uh, I sweat swimming. <laughs> but I, it's just one of those things where I, I have a really hard time of, of cooling down. Um, and, uh, but, I, but I don't like when we lived out in Arizona, we go there. I can, I like the heat. So I have a question when you lived in Arizona. Okay. What did you set your, your AC? At? About 75. 75. And was that a, yeah, was that cool? Mm, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so like you go in your house and be like almost oh, yeah. chilly at times. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I'd say seventy-five to seventy-eight was probably where it was set. Oh, do you fluctuate a lot with your thermostat at home? No, no. I just I, I roll with whatever is happening. Okay. Yeah. We have like a winter temperature and a summer temperature. It's like sixty-nine in the summer and it's sixty-eight in the winter, and that's basically about it. <laughs> That's like, we just, we're pretty even keel. Yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you what even the temperature of our house is right now. A lot of our AC guys have always said, once you turn that AC on, you leave it on, you don't touch it again until it's time to turn it off. So you can adjust your temperature, but go from there. So that's a tip for all you listeners out there. Yeah, nice job. Who who, uh, tuned in to listen about Dyke New Hartford, so something to think about. So heating and cooling by Tad. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tad's thermostat. I would not call me for any other advice other than what I just provided right there. <laughs> so we have a fun little episode on doc on the docket tonight. We have Allie Stefan coming in to talk about um, cross country and her senior year and some of the things that she's been involved in throughout her time at Dyke New Hartford. And then we also have Hunter Hamilton coming in to talk about the newly formed Dyke New Hartford FFA chapter. And it's it's going to be exciting to see where that kind of leads in the next few years we've got you know obviously this is the inaugural season for dnh ffa but also in a way it's not it's kind of a departure from t55 and starting to see some schools go their separate ways not because 
they dislike each other, but because the programs are becoming so popular, there's a need. Right. Yep. Yep. It's yeah. They they are now they can be self sufficient. I think. Right. So it's right. the breakup. Although, like you said, not necessary, but necessary. Right. It's it's a uh, it's something that's needed, and I'll be honest. I think uh, Hunter Hamilton is the perfect person to kind of lead DNH um, from that joint. Um, FFA chapter into our own little section here as he's gotten the enthusiasm behind the FFA program right now is through the roof. So right. yeah, it's pretty good. Yep. And he'll talk more about that when he joins us later um, this evening too. Yep. So, yep. and I, w- I would like to uh, also uh, quickly uh, give a shout out to our, um, the sponsors that help us out here. Uh, you've been building supply, uh, people savings bank and Rennie construction, uh, they hopped on board last year, and um, we decided that um, with the construction and stuff like that, uh, we kind of, I don't know, promised, but we, we said, here here's the deal. We're going to do this many episodes, that kind of stuff. And uh, we fell short because of construction and whatnot was going on. So um, I feel it's They've done the right thing well, to do is and, to and we yep, want to make yep, sure that to let them continue. go for another round. So uh, we appreciate those guys uh, hopping on board uh, with us last year. And we're always accepting, so, you know, if you'd like to join in yeah. on that uh, sponsorship and uh, get your name out there and also help us here out here at DNH Loose Change. There are lots of different uh, things that we yep. would like to do at some point, but right now this is what we're doing. So um, just keep that in mind, and you can always reach out to. Travis Keywood or myself, um, and see what we can make happen. Yep. Yep. I'll in the out. meantime, why don't you guys hang on tight? We're going to go ahead and get our first guest in here and uh, buckle in for a good one. Hey, Rosie. Do you have a savings account? Yeah, I have a PSB Monster Saver account. Rawr! The bank gave me $5 when they opened it, and I get $5 every year on my birthday. Wow, you get money from your bank on your birthday? That's awesome! I also get to pick a treasure from the Monster Vault every time I make a deposit at the People's Savings Bank. A treasure every time? I'm going to talk to my mom about a Monster Saver account, too. Roar at People Savings Bank. Visit any of our People Savings Bank's locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke to start a Monster Saver account for your kids or grandkids today. Member FDIC. All right, we are joined in the studio this evening with Elena Stefan. Elena, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Dandy. Thank you for asking. What's new? Uh, nothing much. <laughs> nothing much. Senior year going okay. Oh yeah, it's going great. What two and a half weeks in? Yep. Has it like started to like kick in that this is senior year yet, or? I would say that kind of kicked in the end of last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's senioritis. Yeah, yes. that that happens pretty pretty regularly. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Elena, she's going to go ahead and provide a little background information about herself. Allie, whenever you're ready. Uh, well, my name's Allie, and my parents are Mike and Megan Stefan. Um, I have an older brother named Ian. He is a freshman at Iowa State. And then I have a twin brother and sister named Cooper and Hannah. They're 16, so they're sophomores here at Dyking Hartford. Um, I've been a part of the community for a while. I've gone here since kindergarten, went to elementary in New Hartford, you know, the usual around here. And then uh, some of the things I'm involved in, um, other than cross country, would be soccer, softball, student council, robotics, speech, FCCLA. I, I might be forgetting something, but I think that's all I got. <laughs> but, wow, there's quite a list already, yeah. That sounds like you're busy enough. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay, so uh, I remember in junior high – because I taught you in junior high, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> right, the you, good old days. Yeah, you weren't like a huge speech person. You you didn't love it. You did a great job at it, but you didn't love it. Now you're out for speech. Yeah. Well, the kind of speech that I do is not really like the like giving a speech type right, of thing. Right, right. So that's kind of like 
my reason for doing it. I guess I, I'm a part of short film, so it's more like have fun behind the scenes and that you can kind of be creative with it. You don't have to stand in front of an audience, so... That's why I like it, I guess. And that's exactly why people should give other other types of things a shot. You know, there's there's so many varieties and ways that you can go out there and find success in different right. avenues. Yeah, and I, I mean, we've had uh, Shea Bertram on for, you know, speech, and uh, my daughter does speech, and she's also one of those that if it was, like, straight up get in front of somebody and talk, that's probably not her cup of tea, but she really enjoys almost uh, what Allie had said, you know, behind the scenes. And there's so many different, you know, ways to get involved in speech besides just the right out in front because I wouldn't have been. It, if, And I don't, again, I'm super old. But yeah, you are. if back in the day, if they would have had, and maybe they did, I don't know. I can't imagine they, if they had the same categories as, as now. But if they would have had the categories back then or had I known, I probably would have done something you know definitely worth giving it a shot anyways yeah, investigating yeah, I think so a little too, bit yeah okay so as you mentioned uh cross country and that's why we're here today to talk about um your senior year in cross country and the types of things that you are shooting for this season so up to this point how's it been going oh i've said i would say that this season has started off great obviously we graduated quite a bit of talent last year but i'd say we gained just the same amount from the freshmen this year um, you could talk to Mr. Reingart. He would be so excited to talk to you about it. He's just pumped for this year. <laughs> I mean, with as tough as a schedule we've had so far, Eldora, Charles City, North Fayette, they're not exactly flat courses. <laughs> it's been going great, considering. Uh, so you, you talked about Eldora, and I actually had an opportunity to talk to a couple freshmen the other day. <laughs> I asked them <laughs> how the how that first trip at Eldora really really went All for right. them. Oh as a as a high schooler, because it's a whole different ball game, and they were less than enthused about the the course at Eldora. But I said it's just like kind of breaking you in a little All bit right. if you can handle that. How did that court? How did it treat you this year? Uh, well, basically, what was going through my head the whole time was, oh yeah, this is the last time I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so got me through it. It's I like guess like that carrot dangling in front. You're like, just right. gotta yeah. get through this one. This is it. Yep. <laughs> Very good. How do you, uh, does Coach Reingart um, call on you guys to help out those younger ones that hadn't been, you know, kind of give you, uh, ask you guys for your experience? You know, because those guys, obviously, you know, anybody that hadn't run on it didn't really understand all the hills and everything that goes with it. Do you guys, does he lean on you guys for? Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, the practice before, we always talk about some of the hills and, like, some of the ways to take the hills strategies okay. and stuff. But then we walk the course right before the meet, right before we run as a team, and that's when he kind of asks us to kind of talk to the freshmen about uh, which hills sure. you need to push on, which hills you need to do whatever on, which ones are the ones to pass people, stuff like that. So definitely leans to us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's just one of those things where experience is incredibly valuable um and having seniors that like you guys that are very very helpful has also been important actually some of the freshmen mentioned how the upperclassmen had been treating yeah. them really really well so that's a great thing so far um and keep it up now do you have any team goals that you that you've set together uh yeah we always talk about this at the beginning of the season and one that's usually one of our goals is win a meet together. We always want to try and win a meet, whether that be varsity or JV, and then, you know, do well in conference and at districts. But then other than that, we, uh, we've always said something along the lines of be positive and encouraging all the time because cross country being such a mental sport, it really, you really need that from your teammates. And that's something we always try to do is have fun during the sport. How would you compare cross country as a sport to other sports that you're involved in? Uh, well, it's a lot more individual, I would say, obviously there's team points and everything like that, but you're really, it's just you in your head when you're running. So a lot of the time you really just can't really rely on anyone else. So you got to focus, I guess, and, um, lean on your teammates before and after the race. Kind of develop some mental toughness yes. along the way. Um, uh, what about individual goals for yourself? Oh, uh, well. I can't say much about that other than just have a great senior year, and I've, I've always just tried to find a way to have fun while running. It's not – people don't look at it as a very fun 
activity most right. of the time. So that's just what we try and do. So, okay, you're, you're touching on like enjoyment of running. Yes. Has your enjoyment of running changed in cross country? Uh, from like freshman or sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, just now? throughout your life. Yes, I would definitely. <laughs> the first year I was dreading it. I was not, I mean, I was excited because my friends were involved and that was about it. But now, I mean, I don't dread practice at all. I think it's actually, I feel good after I run. So I think that's definitely changed for me. Yeah, it's, I'm not a runner by any means, obviously. And I wasn't <laughs> when I was younger either. But when I would complete something like that, I felt more accomplished. It was just one of those things that when you when you do run a certain amount or reach a certain goal, there's a sense of accomplishment. I would think that that's got to be a good feeling at the end of each practice. Oh, for sure. Um, so what else has cross country taught you thus far? Well, I guess I would say it's definitely taught me just how much I'm capable of doing. Like I, I kind of touched on this, but... When I was a sophomore, if you would have asked me to run five miles or six <laughs> miles or something like that, I would have laughed. Right. <laughs> but now I would still right now, like even a mile. Now it's just I don't know. It's something like okay, it's gonna be hard, but I can do it. So. Do you think this is um, kind of a springboard into after high school? You know, as far as staying in shape and stuff like that. Do you think For you'll sure. continue to to run and you know? Yeah. Use that as as an exercise. Definitely, because I like I said, the feeling you get after accomplishing a workout, it's just it's kind of addicting. You just kind of want to keep doing it, and I don't know. I look forward to using that to help me stay in shape when I'm not no longer in sports. Yeah. Um, so you talked about your brother Ian, um, mm-hmm. and he was a member of the cross country team ahead of time. Did he recruit you into cross country, or were, was it your more your friends, or what got you into the sport in the first place? Oh, well, I would say it was more my friends than than Ian, really. (laughs) Don't worry. It was definitely fun being in a sport with Ian, but I would say just the opportunity to have more fun and not as much, I don't know, focus in the determination of volleyball. It's so intense to be in volleyball, so I was like, okay, I need something a little more lighthearted. (laughs) <laughs> and that's then that's a perfectly no, fine explanation yeah. everybody has to have an, an area that works best for them and some people are going to be more suited for cross country where you like you mentioned earlier it's you against yourself you are right. only going to go as far as you take yourself in a certain aspect of the area so that's uh, a totally fine um, thought as well do you have any goals for running things like that after this so you talked about you want to continue doing it are you going to like try and set schedules anything um maybe i don't know i don't know about setting a schedule i'll probably just try and run as often as i can during the week a few times maybe once i graduate um and then i also would like to just you know go to the gym regularly that's something i kind of like to do now so I'd like to work that in, into my schedule when i go to college you play soccer as well too and i would think being involved in cross country would have to have some, be a good correlation, some, strong, I think. some yeah. strong benefits. That, that is another reason that I right. decided to go out for this. I was like, well, this will help me out in the spring quite a bit. Absolutely. Sure. I, I can't even imagine. So besides cross country, what does your day look like? Well, um, I guess school, lots of homework, lots of homework. And then I usually have some sort of activity during the night, whether it be watching the football game, going to church, uh, Something like this, <laughs> or cross country meet. That should probably be higher yeah. on your priority right. list, oh, I would course. think. Right. But it's the best Wednesday night you've ever had. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, do you plan on when you have an opportunity later on? Do you plan on incorporating the skills that you have gained through whether it's robotics? whether it's speech, whether it's cross-country, any of the things that you've done, do you have a plan on how you're going to put those into use in your future? Well, I would say robotics for sure is going to be a part of my future considering I want to go into engineering. That's something where I've learned a lot, and I I decided to do it because of how much I realized this would help me in my future. Um, Like working with CAD and all the, like, engineering process has really taught me a lot, and I plan to use that, I guess, when going into college. So. Okay. Now, 
do you have any hints on where you may be headed? Oh, yeah, I'll be going to Iowa State. <laughs> I, I thought Secrets most, out. Yeah, I was going to say, I think most people probably knew, but... As soon as you say engineering, you, it's pretty... Uh, yeah. yeah. There isn't probably not a better place to go, Hey, you, know? you and Ian could maybe save some rent. Oh, no, you sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times he said that. Uh, he's how just long, an encouraging uh, pops, that's it. <laughs> how long have you been involved with robotics? Uh... I think, I think I joined during the season sophomore year. I okay. Say, so. And that's uh, Miss Seymour, right? Yes. Is she, and uh, has that started up this year? Is there is there an off season? Is there a, a point where you guys take a break? It actually starts tomorrow's the first okay. meeting. I have a meet, but um, yeah, so it starts tomorrow, and then our season is kind of this fall winter area, okay. like we have. Um, meets in the on the weekends in December, January, February, and then I think like one of the bigger competitions is like February, March sort of area. And I I should know this, but we have I'm I don't know if I'm getting guests mixed up, but is there a like a theme or do you have you guys found anything out as far as does it change year to year? Like the objectives, I know there's yes. different you know objectives you guys have to um, you know, clear or conquer, I guess. But have you found out this year yet? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about our challenges this year. But we'll, okay. yep, we'll find out tomorrow, I guess. Okay, so and that, you're, you're talking about you have robotics tomorrow, and you also just kind of in the background said, "But I have a meet." So you're you almost have to prioritize right now, like in season, what's going on right now, as opposed to what's going to be going on in two, three days. You're a pretty busy person. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you taking any college classes or anything like that or have you up to this point? Yeah, I'm taking two this trimester and I've taken them um, since sophomore year. So right now I have comp and intro to literature. So that's what I was working on before this. <laughs> Something you, with sports and robotics going on and all that stuff, I have to really be planning ahead. So like I've got stuff to do tomorrow, but I got to get it done tonight. But you know what? Uh, getting those general electives out of the way, it, it's going oh, yeah. to be such a lifesaver for you when you yes. actually get into. Yeah, that'll be nice just to show up on campus and dive right in. Do you, have any, be... do you have any idea how many credits you have already? Um, I should have more than a year by the time I graduate. I 30-something that's already. A, that's a huge step in the right Jeez. Like that's, that's an incredible um, head start that a lot of people. I hope that you would... Um, recommend to all those people who are considering a college class jumping on that right away because the more you can knock out that's a lot of money you can save oh for sure because uh, am i correct when i say the school helps or is there a certain i I think there's a substantial discount right yes like if you waited until you're actually going to college to do this it would cost a lot more depending on your college but the fee for each class here is like fifty, I think, or something. Oh my like that. god! It, it's it, it <laughs> yeah. is it's 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 very substantial compared to what well, I, I want to say a three credit course right now is it's it's like two thousand dollars or in that yeah, I don't, in that range right now. Again, so, way back in the day when I went to NIAC, even those were like one hundred and fifteen a credit. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's crazy. So yeah, yeah I definitely recommend. Um, to follow your footsteps. Okay, so anything else, future plans that you want to discuss before we get ready for the random question of the day? I think that's about all what, I got uh, planned so far. What uh, What would you give uh, any advice to underclassmen that are coming through DNH now that you have been through? I mean, this is the start of your fourth year, but you know you've you've um, taken advantage of a lot of things. What would you tell somebody that's you know listening to the podcast that's a eighth grader or a freshman? Um, I would maybe just say get involved, and that'll help you be a lot of be a part of a lot of things, and you know, get to know a lot of people. And then, like we said, take college classes. Can <laughs> help you so much with your future. <laughs> they're not incredibly difficult to take them during high school, I right. think. And they're with other high schoolers, correct? Yeah, and you'll have you should have people you know in your classes, friends and stuff like that. So it's definitely a good step to take. Right. That's a good way to yep, kind of good. start to bridge that gap too between high school. Right. And, yep. Uh, the God, I wish I would have done. That. I remember taking um, on comp one or comp two or public speaking or something with like forty random people. I had, oh. yeah, oral comp. 
FOC. Yes, that's what it was. That we, is the one to oh take when you're God. in high school. Give your speeches in front of like 10 or 15 yes. people, not a whole home. Oral com. Yes. Three hours the, Monday night every week. The that only was good, the worst. The only <laughs> good part about it, well, I don't know about only, but one of the good things about it was I didn't know anybody in the class, so I could say whatever I wanted. That's true. That like is I, one benefit. I, I could fib. You know, I could say, yeah, I did this. You know, this is kind of cool. This sounds cool. Everybody had to believe you. I had to believe everybody else. I didn't. Well, one time so in oral com, I was, I would say, slightly underprepared for what I was going to be doing that particular day. My teacher was, she was pretty cool. I, I liked her. Um, but it was my turn to get up and give a presentation, and I had not, like, when I say underprepared, like I was not right. prepared at all. I got up there and started interviewing myself. Like if I, so if I was Lester Holt and then I'd move over to right. another chair <laughs> and then I'd start answering the question then I go back to the other. And she gave me this just glowing feedback of like how thoughtful and it was that I had, I was like, thank you. But yeah. <laughs> I, I spent was, all week on it. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Okay. Cool. So, so we're, we're. We need to get to the random question yep. of the day here, Allie. I'm sure she's got better things to do than to hang out with us. Probably. I. Well, I don't know. We're pretty. No, she yeah, has better right, things right. to do. Guys, let's not even kid ourselves. All right, Allie. If you had to eliminate one vowel from the alphabet, which one would you choose and why? I think I would go with you because it's not in my name anywhere. Okay, I like that. Oh, it's also not in my name, but I feel like that's just more important than you. That's all I got. Always more important than you. Yeah. Hey, there's no you in Dyke New Hartford Wolverines, is there? No. No, I don't. I believe there isn't. It's not that important. No. Well, okay. All right. Hey, now. What about you, Travis? Um, I would also go with the you. Um, really not for any particular reason except for um, when I play Wordle. Oh, I yeah. hardly ever use you in it, and when it happens, I get upset because it's not a common vowel. You know, it's probably if you asked somebody to, I mean, besides just going a e i o u, you know, if you did them by how much they're used, it would probably be last. My guess is, I don't know. Do you ever count the sometimes why? Uh, only in gym. <laughs> right. Yeah, but um, I I don't. Yeah, that doesn't count. Is that count? That's not counting here, right? You know, I, are, are why we including the why? Okay, that why doesn't count? I, I would say you. I'm, I'm with Allie. I, it's kind of useless. Okay, get well, that? Did you <laughs> did you get that? Very funny. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> classic. All right, what do you got, Ted? Uh, mine's I. I feel like because you could replace the the letter I with a few different vowels to make the sound I like A Y E I. You know. You you can make that sound without right. or the E-Y-E. actual right yeah without the actual letter right. itself. So I feel like we could we could work around the regulations that way. Spoken like a true English teacher. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just yeah. you know it's it's something that kind of came to me. The we're talking about vowels, but consonants. Yeah. I, I I struggle with just the letter L, just because it. You know what I mean? It's one of those iffies. It could be an I, a capital I, right. or it could be a the lowercase L. Version. Oh, yeah. We, something's got to give right there. Yeah, there's got to be some type of... Yeah, give me a, a little whirly on the top or, you know, something. Is that what they call those little whirlies on the top? I, I think that's... A curse of whirly? Well, you're in... What, any college classes taught you that? Uh, No, haven't heard about the whirlies yet. No whirlies? Well, if no. you do, let us know. I will. Um, yeah, if I had to get rid of one, it'd be Q. I yeah, just, Q. I don't, I think Q is just. It's too dependent. Right. It's, dependent on the U. Yeah. Right. You have exactly. to have. Exactly. And you want to get rid of the it's U, we might as well important. toss out the right. Q. Right. Right. Okay. I'm with you. I, I can't complain. All right. So, and oh, well. It wouldn't I, matter anyway because nobody cares. Exactly. Except for us right here. Not that much either. Okay, we're going to go ahead and let you go, Allie. Thank you so much for stopping by and talking about all the things that you're involved with. Um, In particular, good luck with Cross Country this year. Uh, We can't wait to hear how the rest of your season goes. Thanks for having me.
Reinecke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reinecke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reinecke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or reinconst at gmail.com. Reinecke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, we are back in the studio, joined again by one of our favorites, Hunter Hamilton. Hunter, how you doing, man? Oh, favorites. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing Good. great now that you're here. Yeah. How many times is this? This is, is this only this? twice. This is only I was, twice. I was but say, I was fan favorite you, first. I saw the big. I don't know. I think. Yeah. Are you sure this is twice? This is only twice for me. I did it last March, maybe. Right. I feel like that's a lie. This is at least twelve, isn't we it? We can go back. To the I, I'm, no, with, I'm, I'm with Hunter. I I, I, I thought it was the second time, but yeah. No, well, and that's one of the good things about this place is because you can come back and and especially in an area where you oh, are absolutely. with yeah. FFA, it's great to kind of go back and touch on some things. So, Hunter, uh, why don't we go ahead, especially since this is kind of a new year, yeah. uh, how we're approaching things. Go ahead and give us a little background information about yourself and about the program. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Hunter Hamilton. I grew up in Lone Tree, Iowa, uh, down south of Iowa City there. Graduated from Iowa State University in agriculture education back in 2019. This is my fourth year teaching in the district, but officially my first year full-time uh, here at Dyke New Hartford. and Which is awesome. Yeah, it's, yep. been, it's been great. And so we used to be shared with GR, but this is the first year now that we are full-time here. Dyke New Hartford FFA is off and rolling, so... It's been great. That's kind of nice, too. Like you talked about, this is the actual first year, the inaugural year. Yeah. When I talked to you earlier this year at some of our PD things, you were really getting excited, kind of getting back into it. Yeah, we're still going. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's nice to be here all day, and you see the same kids all day compared to I would see the kids for maybe three hours, and then I wouldn't see them until tomorrow, or I wouldn't see some kids till third trimester. Now I run into them in the hallways and stuff like that. Right. So it's been a complete different change and a change for the better. It's been a huge positive change for the kids too. And so was it uh, was it hard to get that separation? I mean, did you feel? I mean, obviously you're pretty well invested, you know, yeah, in this I, whole thing. I mean, was it like how oh, you know I, I I miss those guys? I mean, I understand the great opportunities yeah. but you know just kind of a yeah there's you def- had grown that one from oh absolutely from scratch yeah. we, as well right they had a chapter and um you know it 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 was going um but we really tried to amp that up and we did that in the last three years and so yeah it was really tough uh to leave some of those kids behind um there's some great great kids over there at gr mm-hmm. and they're still kicking i'm still uh i'm friends with the new ag teacher over there they oh, hired good. a full-time ag oh, teacher awesome. and so we talked to him uh every once in a while and the kids are still rocking it and they want to go for it. And that's what I love about those kids down there. So there's awesome kids everywhere. And I just love being here with these ones too. So, right. That's cool. That's a really cool thing too, because obviously Grundy center saw the, uh, excuse me, GR saw the, um, the benefit of continuing to have it as well. If they're with them, uh, picking up a full-time FFA teacher as well. No, absolutely. I don't think they've had a full-time ag teacher since 2012. Um, and so this is their first one uh, since then. I'm glad that they hired one. I was getting a little worried there because I didn't want those kids to miss those opportunities. Right. And they said they were going to do it. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. That's exactly what we wanted to do is have these two schools have amazing ag programs and FFA chapters uh, from here on out. And so, Well, and we're in Grundy County, too. I mean, yeah. that's one of the biggest, biggest things right there. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, obviously, FFA and, and what the agriculture community does for, yeah. for us here. So, okay, so... Can you give us an update on some of the FFA events that are happening right now? Oh, Any highlights? I, there are there are so much there's so much stuff coming up. This, this first part of the year is uh it's kind of our crazy mode. The kids are kind of getting used to it. 
Um, and then we just kind of go, go, go until we hit kind of a lull there in November, December. And once January picks back up, we, we go until June, basically. Um, and so the kids have been going. We have a state dairy contest, a dairy judging contest on Friday. I'm taking Leif Lucas, Devin Lotz, Colin Meester, Jack Haynes to that. Um, and then the week after, we have Tri-State Dairy Expo and hoping to take about 20 kids up to that and, and judge some dairy cows. Uh, we have district soil judging. So we go down to a soil pit and look at the soil horizons and profiles and uh, we can have up to seven teams for that, and teams of four. Uh, so we have one team, um, and they want to go to state. Top five at districts qualify for state. Top five at state qualify for nationals, which is down Oklahoma City. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. And so they're like, we need to get top five. We need to go to Oklahoma City. And I was <laughs> right? like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> See, so who would that include? That, uh, that, you're really that team uh, that they've been really, they've been kind of working on it. Um, they're, they're in my FFA leadership class. And so that's that would be Leif Lucas, McKinley Walter, Caden uh, Buskell, and Will Rogers. And they're, okay. they're a pretty good team there. Um, they're, they're getting the hang of it. And I'm not a soil expert on any means, but um, they're, they're getting used to it now. They're, they've learned that talking about soil and long qualities of time is uh may not the most enjoyable thing in the world but right. they're getting there they love huh. it so, that's a good thing i mean yeah you know it's it's something that can be very beneficial especially like we said in oh, this absolutely, area yeah. and and all areas of uh, the midwest yeah um now you guys sorry yeah uh, go ahead just last week you guys uh, went somewhere correct? oh yeah i went to the farm progress show uh last wednesday so that is uh, I'm going to see if I can get the tagline right. World's or nation's largest outdoor ag expo. And so basically companies from all around the, the world will come to Iowa every other year. Um, the other year they host in Illinois. So we flip-flop. And uh, they come and display their new innovative stuff and new innovative technologies and stuff all about agriculture. So we took 34 kids down there. Um, wow, that has to be pretty interesting. It is I mean, super interesting. And the kids really get especially for those freshmen that don't know a thing about ag. They haven't taken an ag class yet. They they don't know what's really going on. They're just along for the ride, may skip a day of school or something like that. Sure. And they see some crazy stuff that may they never even thought of. So when I was there, one thing that's always that's stuck in my mind is there's a company called Raven, and they put kits in your tractors that make them self-driving. And not only self-driving, but uh, like can run all your implements, so your planter, your sprayers, anything like that, and you can just hands off. And they know exactly how to monitor. They can take off the readings from your uh, combine. Even. I mean. Yeah, it is very, <laughs> very cool. Um, and so that was really neat. I talked about the kids about that, and they saw that too. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. And so the future of ag is changing. Um, and so these kids are kind of in the fun part. And they, right. they see these crazy changes in the next 10 years. And so I say it isn't just, you know, go out to the field. And no. I mean, there's probably. There was a uh, like a six or eight foot wide man drone that people, they want to get in these drones and they want to spray their fields and they just drive this little helicopter kind of thing over their cornfields. The person fields. actually... Yeah. And so I guess <laughs> they can... I Which I'm like... I asked the guy, like, what what legally can you, like, fly this up to? He's like, well, you can legally fly up to 400 feet. I'm like, I don't want to be in that thing. 400 feet? It's like, no, there's no case. You're just sitting open air. Oh, my gosh. And you're flying this thing. And I'm like, I don't want to be 10 feet above the ground in this thing. So... Um, yeah, only like $150,000, uh, which I mean, is a lot of money, but when it comes and, to and it, ag like, equipment, though, and ag equipment though, like, right. It's not that bad. Um, but that's got a lot, probably a lot of, uh, fixes and stuff like that too. Sure. Like they're probably not the most mastered product yet, but at some point you will, you will see that in the fields. Wow. Um, speaking of prices and stuff, completely just random question no, here. Love it. What, uh, what does it cost to spray a field with the the airplanes? Oh, I'd have to look at some kind of I mean, rates a, a there. general. I don't even know if I can give you a general rate. It, okay. It the main reason why we do it is there's a couple different reasons, but don't can't get in the field when the corn is too tall. Um, right. They also can apply a fungicide and all that kind of stuff uh, with that kind of later in the season, and so that's something you just can't do in your sprayers because you don't want to ruin corn and stuff like that. So I don't know what the the rates would. I'd have to look it up. Um, because that's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not okay. sure on that one. I just, I, I think towards the, uh, well, sometime, in, maybe it's in August or something, driving back from uh, Dyke to New Hartford, you know, to work and stuff like that, especially in the mornings, mm -hmm. saw quite a few of them out there. And I'm like, I wonder, you know, I just 
completely curious. Yeah, I just wonder what it costs. That's uh, what I will be Googling as soon as we get out. So now I know. That's why we keep our laptop. And is the uh, the helicopters the same concept? Probably, yeah, same concept. Yeah. Just, uh, now, it's a little more easily maneuverable, like maneuverable up there in the air. Uh, right. You can make tighter turns and stuff like that with a helicopter compared to airplane you're gonna go you gotta make a big old right, loop around and right. come back helicopters you can really turn on the dime and just keep going now so is that uh is that a, a like a business oh yeah yep and so actually i had a student my first year from gr uh sam musig um he did an internship after his uh after he graduated with one of those companies and oh, so wow. he would basically work with their truck and they would have like a big old tank of water or anything like that where the helicopter would land on the truck and refill right there, and they would just be like the refill guys. Huh. And so, yeah, he loved it. That's what I thought he would go do. I don't know what he's up to nowadays, but right, that's really cool. I and well, and I would think that's incredibly efficient compared oh, to yeah. oh, I, you yeah, know I think going so too. like you said. You as a plane has to go several hundred yards, yeah, past and then back, and I would think as much safer as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I can't tell you how many times I thought I was gonna get like. You know, driving down the interstate or I something, know. all of a sudden and you think. Uh, well, I want to try to get like a video of it, and I could never. Yeah. I could never get it timed right unless I stopped like, on like Highway 57. I wasn't going to do that. But, right. Um, They're only like 15 feet above you in those those crop dusters, and so <laughs> it is crazy the gap that they have on those things. And so. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I can't even like that to to fathom who would want to do that is another thing that yeah. I. Mean, Right. Some definitely adrenaline junkies there. That, yeah. that is for sure. I am not one of those. And so Yeah, me either. <laughs> me either. Okay, so and actually last week we had on uh, Depot and they talked yeah. about some things that you had going on together. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, listen to last week and they said uh yeah, they have a mum sale coming up um on let me get this right, the fifteenth. Um, pre-sale orders are in for them the ninth, I believe. So uh, to help Depot out, go ahead, pre pre order your mums. Um, pickup will be on the 15th right there on the north side of the elementary. Uh, we have three different colors. We have yellow, uh, like a bronzish, and then a maroon, like a red. Um, and they look good. I mean, we got those back in June. Um, I think maybe June 9th, maybe June 10th. Um, we planted all those uh, by hand, and we have irrigation, and they've been growing all summer long, and they look great. They, I was, they I, do look good. I, I was I was a little I was looking at them a few like a month ago, <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, what's what's this gonna look like? I always get this little nervous thing, and um, you, I have talking to people. I'm like, I don't know, like they'll they'll get there, they'll get there. And I went out today, and I think they look great. I think they look awesome. And so, uh, and when I say something like a plant looks awesome, I I mean it because I have right. I kind of have a standard what I go for with mums, and they look great. They look really good. That's so, awesome. You cool. sound like a real farmer though when you say that. You know, when right. you talk about how worried you are, like, oh god, I don't know. This is, I saw some spots <laughs> on my you know. right, right. I'd walk in and say, yeah, those look really good. Yeah. yeah if you would talk so to my sure. students at GR in the greenhouse, I and mean, we had the plant sale there because we do uh, thousands and thousands of plants in the greenhouse. Uh, they, they, that's, that's how I talk in there. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see how this one goes. And maybe it looks beautiful. And I'll be like, ah, oh, well, I don't love this flower here and love this flower right. here. I'm, I get a little picky when it comes to these, <laughs> but I think they look really good. I think they do. Speaking so. of greenhouses. That's hopefully in the plan. Is that? That's in the plan. I, uh, we're going to wait till construction's over. Sure. And then hopefully we can start another construction project. And I would love to have a greenhouse. That's kind of my background. I have a background in horticulture and uh, okay. I grew up working on watermelon and, uh, cantaloupe farms down Southern Iowa. And so, um, went to Iowa state, have a minor in horticulture and worked in greenhouses in college. And so, yeah, I love the greenhouse. So sure. hopefully that's the plan. Cool. That would be very, very cool. That would be cool. Um, and and well, I told you I hadn't seen the the moms. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. I drove by and I actually walked out there, and they do look really good. They look really good. Yeah, they you know there's they get me a little nervous. Sometimes they'll put one or two blooms on in July, and they're not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to bloom until like late August. And um, I was like, oh no, how's this gonna be? What's gonna go on? And then they surprised me. They have a perfect like little globe shape to them, <laughs> full of flowers. Oh, they look great. So. Yeah. Yeah, you have a uh, you have a stressful stressful profession. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, people keep telling me that. I, mean, I have it hasn't hit me yet, but no, I, I love it. I, I really do love it. Um, uh, but the the mums, um, they're gonna sell those the fifteenth, and then whatever's left over after the pre order, the FFA chapter will sell the rest uh, on the nineteenth. Okay, uh, which is a Monday. So we'll sell them at the same spot. We'll put something on Facebook, uh, spread out the news out that. But I want. Go order through Depot. We want to support our friends there uh, and support those guys. We love to grow them, and so um, it helps out both of us. So that's yeah, awesome. That is very good. Okay, so 
and you've kind of touched on this several um, different times, but would you say the transition from T55 to DNH has been smooth? Like, oh yeah, I th- I think so. I um, you know, the kids. Uh, I think both sides were really bummed when it, when it first happened because over the last three years, these kids have made relationships um, with each other from different schools, and it's been a really cool partnership that we've seen. Um, but I I think. I think now we're into the point where we can do our own thing. We can right. do our, we can do us. We can have our goals. We can do what, what does FFA mean in DNH district? Um, which I think has been awesome. And I have a great officer team this year, uh, chapter officers, and I really kind of put it, um, in their hands. This year has been a really just interesting, uh, year with I'm, I'm kind of hands off. I want the officers to take full reins of their chapter and, I will be there when help is needed, um, but I want them to be all responsible. So Caden Booskull is our chapter president this year. Um, he takes care of like all our member communication. They made a Snapchat group with all each other. And I'll text them and say, hey, can you send this to the group chat? Uh, he's like, already got sent. And I'm like, whoa, that's great. I love to hear that. <laughs> and so he's been awesome. He's been a great communicator with the chapter. Danielle Wagner, if you've been looking at her Facebook page, she's been posting all our Facebook posts, which used to be my job. And so we got her hooked up on the Facebook page, and she awesome. posts everything now. Um, Will Rogers does our treasurer reports. Um, he goes down to Julie in the office here and gets the account summary and makes treasurer reports for our chapter meetings. And so we have the kids really independent this year. Uh, which has been great. Something that we couldn't really do um, with two different schools. Right. Just logistics, logistics probably wise, was, absolutely. was more than yeah. anything else. Not that they couldn't do it. No, absolutely. They could have. But, but yeah, logistic wise, it just didn't work out the best. And so, yeah. but yeah, it's been great. It's been, I think it's been a super smooth transition. So, and so you, you've kind of given a lot of credit um, to your supervisors and things like that. They, I don't think people understand. You graduated a lot of really talented. Oh, uh, don't you know, remind me. Yeah, they're yeah, great kids. There were a lot of good kids that were um, on your roster. Yeah. The last two, well, two or three years yeah. since you guys kind of became since T fifty five became a thing. Um, so these for these kids to step up, that's a, a really phenomenal thing as well. I was really worried. We. Um, we lost four of our officers last year. Actually, like five of our officers last year. Um, and so uh, I was like, oh, we have a lot of spots open that we have not had open. Uh, Haven Cross, Ellis Shipper, Bell Rogers. Um, oh, I'm going to forget one. Um, it'll come to me here in a sec. But we, we had these kids, and they rocked it, and we had them there for three years. And then we're like, oh, what's going to happen now? And so, uh, but yeah, these kids, have been, these kids have been great stepping up and everything like that and so and and that's that's why you do this type of stuff it's oh to, absolutely to, to see these kids kind of take ownership of their own learning yeah and, and that's right. what it's all about and i think we've we've talked about before here on the podcast but um you know a lot of people they see the finished product they don't see the behind the scenes yeah. and just from talking to you and and just listening to you know, I, I took you guys down um, to Cedar Rapids this mm-hmm. summer, and yep. so we got to talk quite a bit about some stuff, and just to see all the other things that go behind it. You know, the leadership, yeah. the the responsibility, the ownership, the just everything that it FFA entails is. I mean, it's it, it is it's, life. It is life learning. Oh, absolutely! You know, I want these students to be um, lifelong learners, and so we try to get them. Um, into these leadership positions as young as possible, trying to learn what these look like. Um, how can they better not only their chapter, but the community and they get that kind of community mindset and they just go for it. Yeah. Uh, we did a officer retreat, um, this July went down to Ankeny and we stayed at the FFA headquarters overnight and we discussed goals. What do we want this thing to look like? This is our first year. This is huge. And the kids just went for it and they, they went great. So that's awesome. Again, that's why you do it. You said right. we want these lifelong learners, yeah. uh, and that's what it's all about. Okay, so now we are Dyke New Hartford uh, FFA. How how do you go about recruiting new students? Yeah, what is what is something that you would tell them? How would you recruit it? Yeah, so uh, we've been it's been really great this year. So just a little background there. We had we. Before we split last year, we had 58 members in the whole chapter. So that was between GR and Dyke New Hartford. Right now, we're sitting at 49 members. Wow. We have 29 new members that joined this <laughs> wow. year. We have more <laughs> new members this year uh, than we do old members. Um, and so... Um, what do you attribute that to? I think it's 
they have more time. And that was a big thing when we talked about why why do we need a full-time ag program? I was only teaching six classes a year here, first and second period, basically. Um, and those kids just couldn't make it work in their schedule. Sure. And so they get into ag classes, and they're like, we can actually like do this. And you have to be in an ag class to be an FFA. And okay. so that is a huge requirement. And so I think we lost a lot of kids because they just couldn't fit just that couldn't requirement. Fit in, sure. And so we saw a lot of sophomores join this year um, because they couldn't get in their freshman schedule because uh, they maybe they're in band and vocal, and that's really hard to get electives in. Right. And so, um, yeah, so we saw a lot of kids. And the other thing is, too, we have, like, the kids have friends. And they like, hey, it's been great. This is our first year as Dyke New Hartford. We're going to do a lot of awesome stuff. Um, so I contribute a lot to them uh, just talking to their friends. Um, and the freshmen, we get some freshmen in there, and they tell their other freshman friends, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out cool. at least for a year. And if we don't like it, we don't like it. And that's why I tell them, too. Like, right. at least try it out. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. So, right. But, yeah, it's been a great year for recruitment. I just try to talk to them and say this is uh, – there's – literally a pathway to anything that you want to do uh when it comes to ffa you can uh go into a floriculture contest and design floral bouquets or you can look at dairy cows or you can go to a leadership conference and meet people from all around the state or from around the nation because we have national convention coming up uh here next month so um it's just it's full of opportunities and it's really choose your adventure and that's kind of what i tell them you don't have to do everything but right. try some things out and see what you like and that's a great piece of advice, too, that I think a lot of our um, student athletes and student uh, extra, well, any student who comes in and participates in extra, right, activities, extracurricular activities, they, they have always said, try it out. You yeah. never know unless you try it out. Yeah. And, um, that's one of those things that we should continue to push um, for all students to, to kind of follow along with here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, if you could give us a, a broad or general overview of this year okay. um, from Dyke New Hartford FFA, what what are you kind of looking for? I and I talked to the kids about this too, kind of today. But our goal, and this is from here on out, this is not just our first year goal, but from here on out, we want to be the community's number one go to people when they say, "Hey, there is a a need that we're missing here." Okay, maybe we have a big project, maybe a big cleanup project, or maybe something needs a. Uh, like um, uh, so like a big welcome sign or something that needs to be landscaped or something like that. We want to be the first go-to people that you call. Uh, the FFA is here for service. We want to provide uh, service to all of our communities in our district. And so we want to be that first call or who you think of first, like, hey, maybe the FFA would do that. And maybe we can't do it all, and we know that. Right. Um, but at least reach out to us, and we would be more than happy to help if it works into our schedule. So you're um, you're talking the city of Stout has something that needs to be done, yeah. call the school. Yeah, call us. Uh, contact Hunter Hamilton, hunter.hamilton at dnhcsd.org. We'll see if it can work with us, see if we can get some kids involved with that. Um, like I said, I can't guarantee everything, uh, right. but we want you to think of FFA first um, so we can go out there and help uh, the community just get better. And so right. That's what we're here for. And so that's what we really try to preach to kids. That we do a lot of fun stuff out of the community. But we want to really maintain our community, and so we adopted a high, part of Highway 20. I don't know if you saw oh, our really? new sign. I did not uh, see right that. Right when you get off the exit there, if you look to the left, it's kind of a weird placement. But if you look to the left, that says Dyke New Hartford FFA, and so we have a little, I think, a mile or two stretch of Highway 20 that we're going to clean up here uh, next few weeks, and so we're going to go out there and take care of it. So. Okay, so where exactly? So when you come, so okay, you, let's say from Cedar Falls on Highway 20. Okay, so you're heading west? Yep, heading west. Okay, right when you get off the Dyke New Hartford exit. Okay, yep. Look to your left. It's still like on the main road. Okay, still on Highway 20 there. And you'll see Dyke New Hartford FFA. And it okay. goes uh, west about a mile or two. And so it takes care of both sides of Highway 20 there. And so. Wow. Yeah. And so we're looking, that was something that we talked about this summer. Like, hey, we should, we should do this because that stretch has been, ever since I've moved here, there's no one that has adopted that stretch. And like we huh. should, we we need our name on that sign. That would be awesome. <laughs> that is and cool. So, yeah, we did it. So very cool. Very very cool. Oh, so give a honk when they're yeah yeah do a little honk there. there. Hopefully don't scare <laughs> anyone. That's <but. laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we we're gonna go ahead and get to the random question of the day here, Hunter. Okay. Um, this is a really serious question. Lots of opinions on this one. Iowa Iowa State this weekend. As Hunter sits across from us in his Iowa State t-shirt. <laughs> um, score predictions, outcomes. Did what? you ever go to them or uh, partake in anything? Yeah, kind of my history with that. I grew up a Hawkeye fan my whole life just because of our proximity to Iowa City. Um, everyone was a Hawkeye fan. And then uh, I'm a first-generation college kid. And so 
Uh, I went to Iowa State. It was my first choice, first and only choice I wanted to go to, and I kind of changed my whole family around too. They still root for some of the Hawkeye stuff, but uh, they they're pretty big Iowa State fans now too. And so, uh, never not a huge sports guy, uh, but I will watch the Iowa State game, and I would go to the games in college. Um, okay. And so, I don't know. It's always so hard to it's always so hard to say because you don't want to be like that kind of guy that says, "Oh, it's going to be a Cyclone State this year," which right. we I don't, but that's not who I am. And so, um, I'm gonna say Cyclones win by a hundred, though. So oh. yeah. Yeah, uh, by 100, I think that might be a little generous. Yeah, given I think a little I, generous. Given Iowa's defense right now, right. but uh, I'm knock on wood anyways. Um, Travis, what do you have? Uh, I got Hawks by a million. I like that one a little bit. I don't think that's as generous. No. no. I've, I've seen our quarterback I, play lately, yeah. and I, I think I by honestly, a million might be. Uh, right. I honestly don't know. I can see it going. Yeah. If it's low scoring, I could see the Hawks, you know, Squeaking one out just like yeah. they did, you know, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I tell you, I, I'm a I love Hunter Deckers, man. Yeah, he no, he's car- good. he carved us up in the state finals um, when my son was a junior, and um, Parker should have picked him off one time, but he was uh, it was offensive pass interference. But that's beside the point. He kind of cool <laughs> if he actually could say that, but yeah. um, but I I love watching uh, Deckers and those guys. And Absolutely, I and I cheer for for Iowa State. Yeah, you know as well, and so I. Yeah. So I want to score in a prediction. Oh, uh, uh, eight and a half to. <laughs> that's probably two. Vegas odds are. I, I would say it'll be something. Um, if the Hawks win, it'll be like a fourteen ten. Mm-hmm. If Iowa State wins, it'll be like a uh, uh, like a twenty eight to ten. Okay. So the, the higher the score goes, the more the, right. It's the better. Favor, yeah, I, I, I that. you know yeah, just I like that. what I think. I, I'm gonna go with 17-10 Hawks. I I just it, who knows this is yeah. this is gonna be one of those weird weird games. But I did see actually that Mister Irrelevant did make the yeah, Niners squad that. as well too. So yeah. and they're carrying all three quarterbacks on their roster. So that's pretty cool to yeah. to see that he made that. Yeah, that is cool. Kind of takes away the whole Mister Irrelevant argument right out of <laughs> right out of the <laughs> equation there. So. Anyways, uh, Hunter, want to say thank you uh, yeah. for joining us here at uh, Dyke New Hartford uh, DNH Loose Change. Um, best of luck moving forward this year, and hopefully that mom's sale treats you guys well. And yeah, absolutely. They continue to look good. Yeah, absolutely. Need any other shout out? Shout outs? Just let us know as well. And okay, sounds good. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys. The Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, Wolverine fans, that's going to go ahead and do it for this week's episode of DNH Loose Change. As we head into next week, we've got homecoming on tap, so we should have some good stuff going on around that time. Yeah, it's interesting. It's early. Yeah, it is very early. Earlier than normal. Um, I like it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the weather as much, although, well, I guess that's this weekend. It's supposed to be a little rough, but yeah, it's get it done, get it out of the way. Get a little flexibility if you need it and go from there. Yeah, were you a big homecoming guy? Did you like participate in all the days and everything or I I was on court when I was uh, a young buck. You can um, say you were the king. That's right. I no, I wasn't the king. Oh. Um I was um on court. We did some some uh games and stuff like that, pep assemblies, things like that. Nothing. Did you uh, have a parade? We did have a parade. All you the, did have a parade. We had a parade. We started down at like a community center, all the the court choices so it'd be like a king candidate and a queen candidate would ride together on a vehicle and we'd had like 
obviously five vehicles that would drive us from point A to point B, along with a float from each grade level. And then if anybody else from the community wanted to throw like a support parade, you know, a float right. in there. So we had a football float too. We had um, basically fall sport, that kind of stuff. A lot of people come out to watch it? Yeah, it was actually, it, homecoming was a big, bigger thing. Um, a lot of people will come out, enjoy it. Um, a lot of family members, things like that. When I was at Hudson, like my first year, maybe my first two years, they had a parade. I never had heard of it. Yeah. And then I'm like, and a lot of people showed up for it. And then I think it, 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 people found out you had to put some work in, yeah. into it, you know, and then it kind of just fizzled out or maybe it rained one year. I, I can't really remember the reason why it. So our student council supervisor was the one who was in charge of the parade. And then they would take us, um, they would get everything set up. We would have the parade. The candidates would go from the community center at one part part of town. We'd go drive up to the school, and then we'd all go into the um, gym, and we'd have a pep assembly, and that's where they would announce the king. Okay. And then at the halftime of the football game, they would announce the queen. Right. So it wasn't. Oh, okay. So it was was a split. split. Yep. And that way you had, it was for, a couple purposes, but the biggest thing was you draw a lot of people in for the football game sure. as well. Right. So they want to pack yeah, the stands. I can, and, yeah, I can't quite remember. I th- I feel like uh, I don't know. I'm probably making this up, but I feel like ours was during the powder puff. The king was. Oh, okay. And then the queen was either at the pep rally or maybe even at halftime. It, I guess I don't remember. Yeah, it was always halftime for us um, between in the game during uh, the game. So. You think we should have a parade here? I, you know, I think it would be cool. Just something to, we already have people, like we come out in New Hartford and watch the the, the band, the band yep. go by and stuff. I it, I almost think it would be cool if we're going to do something like that. Let's go to Dyke or wherever and watch the parade and then flow into the gym for the pep assembly. Then it's just one continuous thing. I think yeah. that would be kind of cool because right now it's kind of choppy. You're there in the morning, right. watch the the band do the school song can you imagine having the entire elementary both from dyke and new hartford at a at a parade well, yeah oh that I would know. be well and that's the other. i mean that'd be cool yeah but i mean those that that's part of it too we were a small enough school where like i graduated with 46 so basically like two sections sure. of everything so you could go out there and do that kind of stuff right. a little bit more easily than right uh, but i i'm I think it'd be cool, though. I mean, those yeah. kids would totally get into it. I think there's something to be said about schools that want to do everything they can to get your student section to kind of drive, yeah, to drive up. Um, I mean, our student section was always, always rocking. Uh, like at every football, basketball game, whatever it may be, it was pretty, <laughs> right. pretty intense. Pretty raucous. Time, so, um, yeah, and that was one of the cool things. Huh. that's cool. Yeah, I'd be interested to, to see. Yep. So, uh, but that's about it. Uh, before we get going here, though, do you have any first pitches you want to toss out there? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to give a big first pitch uh, out to uh, drivers that use their blinkers that will abide by the law. This is still a thing. It, it is still a thing, and and it still frustrates me. Um, school has started up, you know, so we have the shuttle buses uh, that go. I, I drive one from. In the morning from Dyke to New Hartford, the fifth graders, and we drive down T-55 and come up to that 57 uh, curve there, and there are still people that are not using them to exit Highway 57. I don't think people who don't travel on that road that often understand how frustrating right like because it makes you feel stupid and it makes you feel like you've wasted a lot of time. Right, right. And the thing is, let's say it's 30 seconds. Um but then, see, I'm a bus driver, so then you start timesing that by five, okay? And then you times that by, because that's a week. Now you times that by four, because there's four weeks, and pretty soon now you're talking a substantial amount of time. Right, and and obviously, too, driving a bus is already stressful enough, I'm sure. Right. Then you have a lot of vehicles that catch up to you and at while you're waiting right. at that stop right. sign. Right, well, and then I'm watching people, you know, come from the north to the south and not use their blinker. And then I've also got to watch the curve there, which has corn stalks all over it. You know, I can't yeah. see. I have a limited sight. Yeah. You know, so I, 
I just and and then we also I also come across the people that use their turn signal but stay on fifty seven. <laughs> They'll put down the left turning. I'm like, come I, on, people! I, I have just use your bl- just use your blinker. It's I, I, I'm not. I don't know how they can make it easier. I know. I mean, honestly, I have experienced. Do you use your I, blinker or not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the time? Yeah, absolutely. Do you use it when people aren't even at the intersection? I really do. I'm a, yeah, I'm a pretty, very rarely do I not when nobody's around. It's, right. it's generally something that I usually always do. Um, but one thing that I've noticed a lot, and I really do hope people kind of understand that this is a dangerous thing. I see so many students driving between New Hartford and Dyke texting and driving. Oh, and yeah. that's one of the things that it worries me as a teacher, but also as a parent and a community member. I, the yeah. last thing I want to see is is I just anybody. About got, I just about got taken out. Uh, what's the day? Wednesday, Monday. Yeah, driving somebody was going across, and normally they'll correct. Yeah, and this person did not correct. And I bet you we came within inches and, of and each other. I would never want, you know, I'm not ever going to call anybody out on this, but I, I know. No, I can, I can yeah, tell, we see it all the time. I can tell you several names of people that need to start right. focusing on um, what's important right now. And when you're driving, it's not your cell phone. Right. Um, it's, you know, everybody's guilty of it in some way, shape or form, but you got to like, you got to understand the risk you're, you're putting yep. yourself in. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> okay. I'll just go with blinkers. Yeah, I, I like where so you're at. so frustrating. It is. Let's just focus on one issue at a time. Let's go with blinkers. Well, I'm, I'm okay with both. I mean, you can yeah. do both. You should yeah. be able to do both. Yeah, I know. Pay attention to the road and use your blinkers. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of go hand and in hand. And if you want to chew gum while you do that, I'm fine with that right. too, but you just got to be smart about it. Yeah. All right. All right, everyone. I want to say thank you for tuning in. And again, listen in next week. It'll well, be. Well, we got to thank our guests. Yeah, we should. Probably should. Go ahead. You do that. You're uh, good. Ally Steffen, mm-hmm. uh, cross country, amongst other things. She's pretty busy lady. Yep. Found that out. And uh, Hunter Hamilton, um, the advisor for the Dyke New Hartford FFA. Newly formed. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's very cool. And it's good. always good having those guys in. And. As we always say, if you want to be on the podcast or know somebody or you know want to hear from someone, let us know uh, on Twitter. You can email either Tad or myself at there at the school, and we'll take any suggestion you have. Yeah, it's it's a great way to get your yourself out there and just let the community learn a little bit. So we'll go ahead and give this another ch- another shot here. All right, Wolverines, that's it for DNH Loose Change. Tune in next week uh, for a homecoming edition and. We will see you soon.